0: I've tried yoga before, but I'm kind of a little like nervous to get into it. I don't think I'd feel very comfortable walking into most yoga spaces because I think I would feel judged. People assume that because I'm curvy and a size, you know, 14, 16, that like I don't work out and I just eat potato chips all day long. Yes, we do think that, because that's what causes people to gain as much weight as you have. I mean, it's hard for me to fathom why so many women would romanticize self-destructive behavior especially women like Kelsey, who clearly would be very attractive and valuable if she were thin. Obviously, valuable men prefer thin women, so why would Kelsey, who, again, could have options, doom herself to a lower-quality man? Oh wait, I think I found the reason. I wonder if she magically started having weight problems right after that ring was purchased. So when you hear the cliche, where have all the good men gone, that's what we're dealing with. A whopping 70% of American women are overweight, 70%. That makes most women completely unviable partners. 40% of those women are obese and good men are not attracted to women who are obese. It doesn't matter how many degrees you have or how great you think your personality is.
1: It's okay that I'm not married yet. I'm independent, I'm intelligent, I'm accomplished.
0: Actually, on that note, why don't I just spend maybe the rest of this video explaining why being overweight or obese is not just unattractive to most men, but it's a precursor to a whole slew of negative personality traits. Let's start with the abject lying about that negativity by manipulating the words used. It reminds
1: me of a George Carlin bit. I don't like words that hide the truth. I don't like words that conceal reality. I don't like euphemisms or euphemistic language. And American English is loaded with euphemisms. Because Americans have a lot of trouble dealing with reality. Americans have trouble facing the truth. So they invent a kind of a soft language to protect themselves from it. And it is a function of time. It does keep getting worse. Give you another example. Sometime during my life, sometime during my life, toilet paper became bathroom tissue. I wasn't notified of this. No one asked me if I agreed with it. It just happened. Toilet paper became bathroom tissue. The dump became the landfill. Car crashes became automobile accidents. Partly cloudy became partly sunny. Motels became motor lodges. House trailers became mobile homes. Used cars became previously owned transportation and constipation became occasional irregularity <laughs> and in just the
0: same way these women are taking words like fat obese and overweight and trying to turn them into something positive by changing the word
2: as a big girl as a big person look different than the norm larger bodied people as a larger bodied person plus size women in bigger bodies as a plus size woman curvy curvaceous woman and other women
0: who looks like me other women who look like me. Look at how many words she had to use to say fat. She used six words to describe one. Imagine how inconvenient it would be if we all had to use six times as many words just to describe what we were talking about. And this is annoying because the fastest way from point A to point B is a straight line. But if someone doesn't want you to get to point B, they might try to divert you. Point A is fat and point B is thin. A person might say, I am fat, and I want to be thin. A Buzzfeed employee might respond, no, you aren't fat, you're curvaceous. Doesn't that sound nice? Or worse, people go a step beyond the diversion tactics and start changing their own words, and at that point, they're just saying they have no desire to be healthy. Anyone who deflects like that or gets comfortable has no desire to change, and that's a sign of a bad personality. Certainly, anytime you try to tell the truth, a person like that will snap at you. Me, personally, I stay thin because when I get fat, I call myself fat. In fact, after the busy holidays plus other drama, my body fat percentage went up to 15%. Now, technically, that's still a perfectly healthy body fat percentage, but as a male who teaches fitness, that's unacceptable. I need to be somewhere between the 10 and 12% range. Therefore, I identify myself as fat and say, okay, it's time to start cutting calories and start losing weight. Yeah, that takes a lot of effort and it's uncomfortable, but all the other stuff that people do to cover up for their obesity is way more work than just being honest and direct with yourself about your health. However, the deflection tactics keep getting worse. Over the years I've been teaching yoga, I keep seeing mainstream media trying to sneak in obese yoga teachers with the body positivity movement. One of them who caught my attention is Jessamine Stanley, because she says fantastic things like this.
2: Being fat just means that you're large. Yeah. That's all it means. Yeah. It can also be paired with healthy...
0: Now, I think a reason they get away with promoting fat exercise teachers is because overweight and obese people think that there is some stigma about them at the gym.
2: Went to the gym, got laughed at, and walked right out. Why tease someone who was in the gym trying to lose weight? Fat shaming is so harsh and so wrong. I hate being fat shamed. It just beats you down when someone comes along destroying what little self-esteem you gained from trying to be healthier.
0: Honestly, after a decade of teaching, I've never seen this happen. Any gym I've worked for will fire you instantly if you make fun of someone for being fat. And as far as the members go, most of them are highly encouraging when an obese person walks in because they understand how difficult it is to make a life-changing decision, like losing 200 pounds. However, there is one very consistent complaint that I get from students, which is students don't like it when teachers are fat. I think Tom Likas said it best on one of his radio shows back in the 2000s. If I'm trying to lose weight, then I don't want the teacher to look like the before photo. There's a reason for that, and it's not because these people are fat shamers. These people pay to go to exercise classes because they want to be healthy. Taking health advice from a person who is obese is like taking financial advice from a person who is broken in debt. Sure, you can do it, but it's not going to lead to your success. If they had a working program, then they would be doing it. Let me further prove my point with Jessamine's terrible health advice.
2: Water is really important to me. I have a very specific water ritual. The ingredients that I like in my water in the morning are activated charcoal and lemon juice. Lemon is a cleanser. Charcoal allows everything else to clean out as well. I do not skip my skincare. I like to start with a cleansing oil just to wipe everything off. I like to follow that up with either a soap or a skin milk just to do an additional rinse. Then I spritz rose water toner on top of my skin. I like to put a skin serum on to seal in the toner. And then I take an eye cream, and eye cream has been like the game changer of my life. And I just like to dab a little bit of face cream all over my whole face.
0: Is her biggest health problem the fact that she doesn't have enough charcoal or lemon juice in her diet? That, I mean, that's one thing I consistently see with a lot of unhealthy people, is that they always have some kind of disgusting health potion that they drink every day to to cleanse themselves. When in reality, we're talking about raindrops compared to the ocean here. She would become vastly healthier by losing weight. Drinking lemon water in the morning is not going to stop her from getting type 2 diabetes. And also, look at all the time she puts into rubbing six different chemicals on her face to make herself look better when the most obvious thing she could do to make herself look more attractive is to lose weight. That's just the thing. Nobody wastes more time in getting pretty toenails or wastes more money on expensive haircuts than obese women. If they would just take a tenth of that time that they waste trying to hide their obesity and put it towards weight loss, then they would be thin in a heartbeat. But that's not what happens. Look at our hero of a healthy body, Jessamine Stanley. Let's see how far she has come in her journey to be healthy. This video of her doing a backbend was filmed five years ago. The morning routine video was shot four years later, and she has gained a substantial amount of weight. If she continues on this path, then she'll be dead by the time she's 50. Now, when you look at this, are you asking yourself, is this someone you should be taking health advice from? All Jessamine Stanley's videos show is her lack of ability to attack important problems. Now, just real quick, because I feel obligated to say this as a fitness professional, but if you're trying to lose weight, then you need to cut calories. Your thyroid is not making you fat. Your genetics are not making you fat, nor for the ladies is polycystic ovarian disease making you fat. Those are just excuses. In fact, you would be amazed at how many people I have watched who complained that they have a thyroid problem Eat a full bag of M&Ms a day and two large pizzas as a single meal. It's the calories. Stop lying to yourself. Nobody had a thyroid problem 50 years ago before the obesity epidemic. Find a way to eat fewer calories and you will lose weight. After learning that, if you still can't lose the weight, then the problem is your mind, not your body. Start fixing your psychological problems that get in the way and you will find it a lot easier to cut calories, cook your own food, and eat less junk food. But now back to why it's appropriate for men to respond with disinterest in women who are obese. If you learn the right tricks, then there are a lot of things you can tell about a person with very little information. I think one of the things obese people hate is that their problems are manifested physically so everyone can see them, and at the same time, they have to carry those problems out in the open everywhere they go. You can be an alcoholic and not have everyone you meet instantly know it, but everyone you meet who is obese is projecting to everyone that they are addicted to food and can't stop eating, or they don't want to stop eating. And when we are talking about addicts, there's a whole set of problem behaviors that come with that psychology. For one, addicts lie a lot. Quite a number of addicts lie so much that you basically can never trust them. Did we not see that behavior here? Did we not see people lie by saying being obese is healthy? Did we not see people trying to direct you away from their problems with distraction tactics, like changing the words used to describe obesity? Next point. Addictions can also be a sign of childhood trauma that hasn't been overcome. I started
2: starving myself at age 11. I struggled with an eating disorder, mostly bulimia, for a full decade. I was molested for a year and a half in high school and raped my first month of college the week before my younger brother was hit by a car and killed.
0: Would you want to date someone who has a bunch of baggage from the past she hasn't dealt with? Carolyn Rothstein, the person in this example, claims she has overcome her trauma. And I learned the art of intuitive eating, where I eat what I want when I want, eat
2: when I'm hungry, and stop when I'm full. That has single-handedly been the tangible practice that's allowed me to maintain full recovery for the past 10 years.
0: But really, she has just switched out one addiction for another. She used to be anorexic, and now she's overweight. She didn't get better at all. This is very common behavior with addicts. Heroin abusers will get off heroin and then start drinking. When drinking becomes a problem, they'll stop that and start overeating. They aren't getting better. They're just trading one bad habit for another. Three more quick things. One, if a woman is overweight or obese, it's saying that she can't delay gratification, which means she's also likely to be someone who does not save for the future. Second, people can have multiple addictions at the same time. You can be addicted to heroin, beer, and alcohol all at once. So not only may she have zero savings, but she might also have a large amount of credit card debt. Eating out every meal and buying a bunch of extra food gets quite expensive. Last, what about the medical bills? Not only does obesity lead to several of the major causes of death, but also a ton of day-to-day health problems like skin folds, water retention, acid reflux, gallstones, abdominal hernias, and joint pain, just to name a few. All that adds up and you as a toxic male who unfairly makes more money, are going to be paying for that. Remember that this one thing describes 70% of women. If it also describes you, then get your shit together. I mean, just look at how miserable those women are all the time. They are constantly screaming misery with their actions and projections. You don't want your life to go in that direction, so learn from their bad example. But with that said, I think that will be enough for this video. If you liked it, hit the like button, subscribe if you're new, comment and share, If you would like to support this channel, then you can donate through PayPal, Subscribestar, or Patreon. All of those links are on my channel page and they're in the description of every video. Last, if you haven't checked out my BitChu channel, that is also on the channel page and in the description of every video. Other than that, see you next time. Thanks for watching.